Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. Hey, this is TV personality Eric Bowling and NFL Hall of Famer Brett Favre. We're coming together for a new weekly podcast. Everyone, you got to subscribe. Bowling with Favre from politics, sports, finance, culture, nothing off the tables, maybe even a Kardashian comment. <laughs> One of the disappointing things of the whole Trump administration was when he left office and pardoned 143 people, the Tiger King didn't get a pardon. I mean, are you kidding me? I, I watched one episode, by the way. He was a good guy. He just, was he, though? I don't know. I liked him a lot more than Carol Baskin. <laughs> Get new shows every week from Podcast One and LiveByLive.com. Old friends, great stories, intriguing conversation on Bowling with Far. We may talk a little hunting. That's your neck of the woods, Brad. And, bi- and biking. And biking and hiking. So subscribe now on the Podcast One app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, LiveByLive.com, and everywhere you get your favorite podcasts. Well, in this show, we uh, well we talked to Wade Kawasaki, super super knowledgeable guy, getting some vintage tire talk, getting some uh, electric truck talk. Although briefly, we get into uh, what's going on with Pebble Beach this year. Is and, it open? Uh, is it not? And a little bit of Tiger Woods. A lot of bit of Tiger Woods <laughs> uh, car talk, which I find fascinating. I've, I do too. Uh, it's it's interesting. But uh, anyway, before we get started, a word from our friends at Empire Covers. You know, nowadays cars are designed to keep you safe on the road, but are you providing the same protection for your car off the road? Empire Covers, they offer high quality, affordable covers engineered to protect against rain, UV rays, tree sap, pollen, pretty much anything that would damage your paint. And for premium protection, try their American Armor cover. It's proudly made at their Kentucky factory, and they have them for RVs, boats, motorcycles, pretty much anything with an engine. All covers come with a free multi-year warranty. And now you can get free shipping plus 15% off your entire order by using the promo code CARCAST. Just go to empirecovers.com slash CARCAST. Use promo code CARCAST at checkout for 15% off and free shipping. That's empirecovers.com slash CARCAST. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. It's just get it on. Mm-hmm. And welcome to CarCast, man. Carl, Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, over there. What's going on, man? How are you? Good. Struggling to get a cap off of a pen, which is not a good, <laughs> not a good sign. <laughs> Uh, you got a um, birthday coming up. The age is catching up to you. Yeah. I, uh, I think you do. I was over at the other, yeah, May. I was over at the uh, other shop, and Sean's uh, moving uh, moving around on that uh, that 510 BRE car. Yeah. Had an, uh, did a kind of interesting compromise on the uh, numbers and letters and, and things like that on the car, which is. Um, you know, I sort of said to Sean, you know, the old school way was to paint those numbers on with, you know, a skilled old school painter. Numbers, BRE, you know, yep. whatever it is. Uh, in the past, Sean had like stenciled the stuff very, very nicely and then sprayed it, you know. Um, I said, I, I don't really like the spray look. I like that hand painted look, you yeah. know. So what he did is he outlined it and then brushed it. Yeah. And it's a nice compromise. It gives it that kind of brushed look, but you also have the sort of precision because Sean doesn't have that skill set where he can just freehand. Right. Not He's not many, like a, not like ma- a long-time pinstriper kind of guy. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of those guys around. Um, so, you know, in order just to kind of keep it in-house – Sean just did it that way, and it, it, it gives a good look because it has a sort of texture and the vibe of the brush. Yeah, and then actually he he went a step further and then went back and taped off the brushed numbers and added another coat of white on there before clear coating it because when you brush it on, it's so much thicker, right? Mm-hmm. And and it would literally be popping off the side of the car unless you try to level it out with, with, with some – 
with the rest of the paint. So it's got two coats of, of the white and, and much cleaner looking up to the numbers. And then uh, I guess I'll clear clear it, clear all of it. Yeah. I'm trying to think, though, should we – I mean, I know we already did, but should we go through that process? I think it's done. <laughs> I know. I think it's done, too. I was kept looking at him going, I'm shooting the second coat of white. And I was like, why are you shooting the second coat of white? Yeah. I just thought it was to get the second coat of white. Maybe it is, but yeah. I should I mean, ask. I think it needed it as well. I think it's yeah. kind of a two-part process. But the way he did the numbers first was – after the first coat was to kind of get an idea of how much – yeah. how off the white was going to be. Or, yeah, I should yeah. I I should inquire about that cuz it's it's fine with me to have the little level change cuz yeah, again it still it's like will. how they how they did it back in the day. All right, yeah. hit your Dodge 15. Yeah, you know Dodge was ranked number 1 for initial quality and best driver appeal by mass market brands and JD Power. So, number 1 for quality and appeal in the same year. They're the first brand to get that. So, see your local Dodge dealer today or visit dodge.com to schedule a test drive. All right, so uh, Wade Kawasaki's going to uh, join us in a couple of few. Um, yeah. Wade is deep in the car world. We, we know him well. He's president CEO at uh, Legendary Companies, and now I think they are uh, Coker Tires, one of them. Um, also reviews cars, and I want to talk to him about some of these cars he's reviewed because they are amongst my favorite. He you know, he reviewed a uh, 1965 is a Griffo by a Bizzarini, uh 56 Mercedes 300 SL Goldwing and a, a 66 275 Ferrari GTS. And those are probably three of my favorite cars. Yeah, he's got a good he's got a good list of uh, of cars that he's been taking a look at. I think he's been a fixture over at the Meekum auctions as well. He's been, uh, you know, running a company and traveling quite a bit as well. So. So we'll uh, car auctions. Yeah, we'll uh, talk to him about that. Um, let's see, Chevy's bringing back a, an electric Silverado. I saw. Yeah, I think I saw my first F one fifty electric, the power boost, the hybrid. Yesterday, yeah. yeah, it was going down the street, not making any noise. Yeah, it would it would shift between. The engine and, and turn off and be the hybrid. So yeah, you would you would notice that. And you know, like all the cars today, when you get to the stoplight and you're you're walking across the street, you're walking the dog, and you hear everybody's car fire up when it turns green. That mm-hmm. necessarily wouldn't because it would just be in hybrid mode and it would just kind of start moving on its own before it needed the gas engine. Right. Um, uh, I I don't know if you read this. I just read this as I was walking in. Um, uh, you heard about the Tiger Woods crash that he did. Uh, it was in a while ago. He was the only person. He left the golf tournament, and he was driving. I think it was like a new Genesis SUV. Mm-hmm. And they were like, "Well, what happened? You know, the car saved his life, and 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 whatnot." So it turns out, uh, it's coming down to unsafe speed. Mm-hmm. Now, the controversy is some people are saying. Tiger Woods got special treatment from the sheriff's office and blah, 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 as you would normally say in a mm-hmm. situation like that. Mm-hmm. And the sheriff had to speak up and said, no, we, when we got there, the test that they did on him, there was no alcohol in the car and his blood tests were fine. And he was the only person in the vehicle. So whatever happened, it was up to Tiger Woods to release the results. Right, mm-hmm. because they got there's he didn't do it like it was just an accident, you know. Yeah, so they're well, not saying, "Hey, you were drinking." We get to tell the world you were drinking. But here's my <laughs> argument uh, about that. Maybe uh, maybe I just like to defend drunk drivers, but uh, <laughs> isn't that the ultimate testament to you can't drive? Like there's nothing in my system, and I just <laughs> barreled over the embankment at eighty miles an hour. Like I can't control a car yeah. when I'm stone cold sober. Yeah. Aren't you dangerous? <laughs> well, clearly he is. Well, I, I mean, what I'm what I'm saying is, is you know, you could be driving back from the studio on the two freeway at night, you know, after a day of watching football on an NFL Sunday, having a couple of beers, be going fifty seven miles an hour and just get pulled over and blow a point oh four or whatever, and right. you'd be fucking arrested, right? Yeah, I'm for like going in a straight line. I'm saying. You're not drunk, but you're driving like you're drunk. 
Like, isn't that what what I'm saying is, is if you and I went out and you had a couple of pops and we're going to drive and say, take an Uber. Right. But what if we just went out during the day? You had no pops, but you're just a fucking maniac or just steered (laughs) your car off the side of a hill. Yeah. I'd be more freaked out as a passenger. Yeah. Yeah, You'd be like, I hope they find something Uh, on uh, on him. Well, because I heard some stuff about the black box. I, I, I heard a little bit on the radio driving in, too. Where it's like, well, he was going 80, and then he was going 70 when he went off the road, but he didn't attempt to brake. Like, in oh, fact, yeah, the yeah. investigators say that he in, he inadvertently stepped on the gas instead of the brake, according to the vehicle. Would you rather point. drive with me with three <laughs> beers in me or a guy who doesn't know the fucking difference between the brake and the accelerator? Yeah, and, and it's... It, I, it, lock him up is what I'm saying. Or strip it. Oh. Well, but, send him to the Bondred School at least. Well, <laughs> if you did it with three beers in you, you'd have your license taken away. I yes. argue you're scarier than a guy with three beers yes. when you cannot discern between the accelerator now, and the brake pedal. Now, back in Florida, when he wrecked his Escalade into to like the tree in the front of his house, was he he was drinking when that happened? So, so Tiger Woods shouldn't be driving at all. Right, sober, not sober. Either way, he right. should just well. If you, know, you get a get a ride, if just you can't drive, you <laughs> yeah. shouldn't have yeah. a driver's license. If you drive drunk, you shouldn't have a driver's license. But more importantly, if you just can't drive, that's right. Then don't don't do it. Well, just what's don't. look? I, I again, me with a couple of beers in me. I'm not plowing through a farmer's market. Tiger could. <laughs> Tiger could. Yes. Well, he's. He's two for two at this point, it seems like, as as far as accidents go. But kind of a weird world that we're going, well, we couldn't really find anything wrong other than being a terrible driver. And being a terrible driver is not actually criminal. So we have to ask Tiger's permission to release our findings of the investigation. And he said, sure, tell everybody I'm a terrible driver, which is exactly what, what happened. So that was that's the statement from the sheriff's office. They're basically just going... Tiger Woods just is a terrible driver. <laughs> what else? Is, well, I mean, what does the black box say? I mean, I mean that's basically – it's still going on right now, but that's what they said. Just that he, he hit the gas. Instead of the brake, he hit the tree at 75 miles per hour, and he was going 83 and a 45. Okay. Let's he should be arrested. I mean, <laughs> you could have fucking- 83 and a 45 in an SUV like that just doesn't – I mean – it's a, it's a little tough to handle. I, I just <laughs> argue with this narrative, which is he wasn't drinking, so keep walking, everybody. It's like this guy's a fucking menace to society. <laughs> if it, this is how he drives. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there are no uh, drugs or alcohol or signs of impairment. Worse, all worse. And worse. then, uh, and there's no evidence he was a distracted driver, like he was texting or anything like that. Right now, I think the fine print said because they couldn't really find other things leading to it i don't even know if they were allowed to check his cell phone to see if there's a timestamp on a text message i don't think they were allowed to maybe that's a garagos question but that was part of the statement yeah. that the sheriff had yeah, saying they, they're just saying there's no evidence there's no they're evidence not, there's not, no yeah. evidence right oh yeah. no evidence yeah. but that could mean he, they didn't look yeah right you know, you know, you know, like it. when the president travels, they say it on the news. You so president's going to land at LAX. I think we should get like a Twitter heads up anytime Tiger is on the road. We should get a date and time and location so we can clear the roads, <laughs> or or put like a giant stuffed tiger on the roof of his car so we could all like steer clear. <laughs> so we know it's him. Does he drive his golf cart when he plays golf? <laughs> I feel like he's got a guy to put for that. something on on his car or something that just alerts other drivers around that. This yeah, happened. you know, cars are so connected these days. We should get an alert on our like built-in nav. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like like a traffic alert. Like, oh, there's not an accident yet, but Tiger's on the road four miles ahead of you. <laughs> well, what if you and your like son went for an, a morning mountain bike ride, and you're just going along that stretch of highway? The, I mean. the safest place to be would be right in the middle of that highway. <laughs> That's right. All right, so uh, there's that. Anyway, I just saw that news, and I just wanted to bring that up because now there was. Mm-hmm. You know, there was no real cause other than Tiger being the cause. But the but the reason he released the records is just to prove that he wasn't impaired and get that out of the way, right? Yes. Yes. Because no one's going to believe, right? Because if they go, everything's fine, 
no charges filed. Everyone's been like, this is out of control. What's going on? And then they go to him and say, we need your permission to release the the investigation. Yeah. And he'll go, well, what did it result in? And they're like, you're a terrible driver, but you were not drinking. I mean, when mm-hmm. I first saw the headline, it said, a Tiger Woods crash, speed was the cause. My first instinct was, he was on speed? Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also, speed wasn't the cause. He was the cause. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never I never get why it's like, again, they find two beers in your system, will suspend your license for a year. Your explanation is, I was just driving and lost control of the car. Yeah. That that seems very scary to me. That <laughs> Would you want to live in a neighborhood where people just, ah, the guy just lost control of his car and went up on the sidewalk? Like It's <laughs> like, yeah, that guy should have his fucking license taken away. I, aside from him getting injured, that's terrible. Do you think the car company isn't is rolling with this or angry at this it seems like they got more press out of this thing and everything was like this vehicle saved his life well listen i'm glad i'm glad you broached this delicate subject because (laughs) one day ago i was talking to mike august i was taking a walk and i was talking to mike and i said to him uh who gets that wrecked tiger woods car Mm -hmm. because uh I study markets and memorabilia and collector's items, you know. Now, we all know that James Dean 550, which has never been found, it would be worth 10 million bucks Even today. balled up. Just balled up. is It's worth more. Maybe more balled up. <laughs> right, right. So we love memorabilia. Tiger Woods is, a, you know, big, big time. And we love, you know, we love a little, you know, a little uh, more morbidly curious, you mm-hmm. know. That car, and I'm trying to figure it out. So the car goes back to the dealer that that he got it from because they do those things where like the local Hyundai of of Huntington Beach has provided all the cars for the vehicles and they, you know, put the sticker like the Rose Parade, right? So that car is owned by the dealer. Uh, It's totaled. So the insurance company totals it and cuts a check to the dealer. Where's the car? Right. So... In this case, because that was a pre-production vehicle, it's it's very similar to the press cars that we drive. Oh. It's not coming from the dealer. It's going to come from the manufacturer. Oh, Because okay. all the press cars I drive have a manufacturer plate on it. So that was... Uh, and it comes from... Uh, I listen to stupid Mike. It, it comes from... Uh, the, the manufacturer owns it, and they have a company here, like a like a hospitality company, mm-hmm. and that they have a warehouse full of cars, and mm-hmm. then they deliver them and they mm-hmm. maintain them. Mm-hmm. But when they need to be fixed, they need to be fixed at an authorized dealer with real parts. So they mm-hmm. would take it to the dealer. So this car would go back to the manufacturer. Um, mm-hmm. Although I would argue that the the car would would go to the insurance company. They total it, and it would be have to be crushed. The manufacturer may say, "We want to buy it back." Yeah, when you so we can. Oh, test that was it. another argument I sort of got in, or not argument, but discussion I got into with Mike August, which is if your car gets totaled, and then the insurance company figures out it's worth seventeen five, and they cut you a check, do they flatbed it away? I'm sure it's outsourced to something, and it's got to get crushed. It's but you don't be... keep your car. No, you don't keep your car. If you want it, you've got to buy it back. Right, and so your car's worth seventeen grand, but it's totaled. They cut you a check for seventeen, and they'll sell it back to you for thirty five hundred bucks or something. Sometimes, because uh, uh, Brad Fanshaw, our friend, is. Uh, somebody drove a pickup truck into his driveway at high speed. Someone like jumped a median and mm-hmm. and crashed his into his boat on a trailer. And Tiger he, Woods have a brother. <laughs> I think it was in Orange County, so could have been, been could have been Tiger or whoever yeah. plays in whatever the golf tournament sponsored by Toyota Tacoma mm-hmm. instead of Genesis. <laughs> it's a peewee golf. So he totaled this car. Uh, so some guy totaled right. the car, wrecked Brad's boat. The boat was totaled insurance is cutting him a check and he's saying but i want to go back and pick parts off of it or buy back the engine or some of the valuable pieces you're going to throw the boat away but not everything is garbage so now he's arguing trying to figure out what how to make this happen and and the insurance company said well we bought the boat now right right and he's saying yeah but 
how about I kick you back something for the engine or whatever, and I'll go right. pull it out. And and that's the part that always gets confusing because that's the part of the, the insurance company is like, yeah, that's not our business. So they would right. just keep stalling for months and months. Meanwhile, of course, the boat is rotting away in a yard someplace <laughs> with no yard, Right. Yeah. So then what's Hyundai do with this thing? Don't, I think, don't crush it, I man. think Hyundai... Uh, I think they probably buy it back. I think they do their own investigation on it, right? If anything, just for the PR, for them to go, we did get the car back. We did our own independent testing. We found no fault in the vehicle. It was just a horrific accident. You're going to love our new vehicle. <laughs> you know? Should and we then they're going to trash should, it. Should, what, why would they trash it? I, I think, mean, that thing's going to be worse someday. I know, but I at they that point, I think... I think for them, they're going to feel like it's some other liability because if they sell it to somebody as memorabilia, as a totaled car, there would have to be some guarantee that nobody would make an effort to fix that car and put it on the road. They would have to be like an art piece that you're never allowed to drive. And unless there was an ironclad agreement, that's the fear for the car company going, hey, you even sold parts of this wrecked vehicle and in the aftermarket or on eBay, and we don't want those parts on another vehicle because we can't guarantee those parts. Should they just Hyundai don't wanna... make a thing out of it? Should they park it in their dealership showroom and go, "Hey, the yeah. guy survived this I mean, crash." In I don't this think car. I don't think of like Hyundai Genesis of Orange County should have it spinning on the turntable in the I, I, showroom. Well, but, well slow but... your roll. <laughs> Speaking of spinning. <laughs> Um, well, they could say safest car in America right now. <laughs> well, it would definitely bring people into the dealership. Yes. It would also, again, your argument is, is look at this, Hulk. The guy drove this is a lot. Oh, I, don't get me wrong. I agree with you. If I was a local dealer, I'd be like, hey, I'm, I'm your big dealer in the, in the area. I want to buy this thing and I want to spin it on my turntable for <laughs> what? All right. <laughs> Put it so in my museum. <laughs> what do you think? Now, the insurance company, I mean, I think the car gets squished. I think they smash mm. it. God, there's so much memorabilia out there, and there's so many examples of things that celebrities owned and infamous stuff. I mean, they, also, they go back. Also, he was back. like wildly injured in there. His blood's in there. Like, someone's going to clone Tiger Woods if they get that car. <laughs> you go back. I mean, you go to uh, Harris in Vegas, and that's Bonnie and Clyde's car over there with all the bullet holes in <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. You know, that's oh, Hitler's at, at car. We saw like, yeah, like a Hitler car. Like one of the Nazi cars was like at a at a RM auction or something. Yeah. You know, with bullet holes in the dash because they were shooting them from a distance. and Yeah. Uh, so here's the question then. What would you pay for that car? So if if Ryan, intern Ryan, is driving that car, yeah, um, you get the check from the insurance company and uh, you want to buy it back. Mm-hmm. Now – it's got an engine, it's got some parts or something, you know. So you could buy that thing back for 11 grand or nine grand or, or something, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But what's it really worth? I mean, well, would if you Ryan pay- wrecked it, it's not worth anything. That, all right, no, sorry, <laughs> that's worth nothing. But yeah. now it's Tiger Woods. It's Tiger Woods. Is that, would you pay 50 grand for that car? I, I don't think you get burned. I mean, if you sat on it. Yeah, right. So I, I don't know what the new Genesis SUV, top of the line, all the options, 70 grand. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're right. You smash it, you buy it back for nine grand if Ryan drove it. Is the Tiger Woods one worth 45 grand? Is it? Maybe it's worth 100 grand. I mean, it's, it's not worth 100 grand today, but the point is, is if you paid 100 grand for that car today, yeah. would your kids sell it for a million bucks? You know, would you be able to take that car and, you know, whore it out? Like, hey, you want me to park it in your showroom? We want to bring it to your car show. You want to, you know, pay me five grand. I'll park it right out front of the car auction or whatever. Yeah. You know, I'll bring it around. Gun for hire. I just knocked something over. All right. Food for thought. Let me hit uh, McGuire's here. Over the past uh, few years, McGuire's launched their next generation protective products, especially geared. Toward DIYers, hybrid, 
ceramic spray wax, bright blue bottle, advanced SiO2 hybrid technology delivers ceramic wax protection and durability beyond traditional wax. McGuire's hybrid ceramic liquid wax, long-lasting ceramic protection and easy-to-use wax. Hybrid ceramic spray detailer for the uh, in-between, so you kind of in-between the washes and the waxes. And uh, removes dust, fingerprints, bird droppings. This year, they've expanded to include new hybrid ceramic wash and wax, bright orange bottle, unique two-liquid system together in a bucket. Love this stuff, especially the detailer. Meguiar's has a hybrid ceramic solution for everybody. Ceramic made easy. That is Meguiar's. All right. We have uh, Wade's going to join us. Yeah. This Tiger Woods uh, smash car is an interesting concept. It is. I, I'm not trying to try to turn this into a morbid conversation. He's okay. He's healing up. Yeah. We just don't want to know the story about the car and uh, uh, and see. Like you're right. Does that turn into to something? Actually, Wade may have thoughts on it as well. He's been a, a fixture at the car auctions for I, a long time. I think it's weird. I don't think Hyundai. Hyundai? How do we say it? Hyundai? I Hyundai. heard it rhymes with Sunday, so Hyundai. Hyundai, Hyundai yeah. I know. That, that's another August thing. Hyundai or whatever. He <laughs> says fucks me up every time. But here's my point. There's been a rich history of car companies crushing cars. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like all those, all those cool you know, jet cars and turbine cars and electric cars and stuff. And it's like, oh, these concept cars. Like, oh, GM crushed them, you know? Yeah, and it, yeah. it's like, they'd be worth millions of dollars they in would. auctions Also, today. there's a rich history of movie studios saying, when these cars are done, crush them, and then somebody not crushing them, and they're making millions of dollars 30 years later on them, right? right. <laughs> uh, Wade Kawasaki is uh, going to join us. Got a lot to talk to him about. Is he, uh, is he, oh, there he is. I'm here. Hey, Wade, how are you? Hello. Good, how are you? Good, good to see you again. Good to see you. Congratulations on uh, all the endeavors you're involved with. Well, I, I'm, I'm certainly not short of anything to do, so that's, <laughs> uh, that's a good thing. I'm, I'm not good at being bored, so it's been fun. Well, we love Coker Tires. It's, it's really, you know, it's, I was thinking about it the other day. Back in the day, and not so long ago, if you bought a Lamborghini Mira, and yeah. I've had several, uh, it would show up with a set of BF Goodrich TA radials on there. Because it's like, well, no one else makes a 235, 60, 15, yeah, yeah. and no, and it's, it's literally like BF Goodrich. And it's like, ugh. And, and then Coker came around, and they've really dove headlong into that market you want to talk about it wade yeah you know we, we did that uh we also did uh, the ferrari metric size tires as well so that's kind of in that mm-hmm. in that same genre i think that at the heart of it is we're passionate car enthusiasts car collectors so we don't necessarily say hey what's the best return on investment that we can make to sell the most tires. We look at for what the needs are out in the marketplace and with our fellow collectors and our friends. And uh, we make sure that people can keep their cars on the road safely. And I think that's the really the name of the game. And although our tires look identical to the originals in most cases, so people get judged correctly and they get the most at auctions, uh, it's really all modern manufacturing techniques, modern construction modern equipment so the tires are better than they ever were what is the process for repopping one of those old tires so the, we've got a couple ways we do that the the first way is if we can if we've got the mold and what we do is because we have the relationship with bf goodrich with you know bridgestone with michelin with um you know a number of the other tire manufacturers when they retire molds and no longer are going to produce that tire normally they just scrap the mold so we go into all those factories and we buy all those molds for scrap value because it's a, it's a benefit to them because if we put that mold back into production, then they'll get a license fee. And I was with Yves Chappelle at uh, Michelin uh, at 24 Hours of Le Mans, and he's like, hey, Wade, I love you guys. I get this big check from you every quarter and I don't make you a single tire. <laughs> right. and, uh, so it's a benefit for them. It also keeps their intellectual property alive. And that's a real important thing for them so they can keep that in commerce and keep it going. So we'll take that original mold. 
will use, again, modern manufacturing techniques, modern manufacturing construction, and repop that tire out of the original mold. So it's exactly externally like the original tire. The other way we do it, if we don't have access to the molds, is we get original drawings. Or if we don't have access to original drawings, we'll actually, uh, we'll actually digitize an actual tire, recreate that tire, build a brand new mold, and then re-engineer the tire. So it'll be physically identical. It won't be out of the original mold, though. Uh, well, that was a very comprehensive answer. <laughs> Glad I asked a question. Um, so we were talking right before you came on, because we know you know the auction world, the car auction world. We follow it closely here as well. And we're very much interested in the value of a lot of these old cars, classics, race cars, and whatnot, and modern-day stuff as well. So we were kind of speculating about Tiger Woods' crashed Hyundai. <laughs> and I said, uh, hey, man, you know, if you could get hold of uh, Jimmy Dean's 550 little bastard for our, a Porsche, that thing would be worth $10 million bucks all balled yeah. up. Uh, I've no doubt this will be worth something one day, maybe not today. What is your if you and I'm putting you on the spot, but if that thing just traveled to uh, I don't know Gooding and Company at Pebble Beach this year and just won across the block, what would be your best educated guess on what that thing would fetch? Wow, that's <laughs> tough. I would say your guess on Jimmy on, on Jimmy's 550 is low. I think really, it's low. I think it would bring more than that. Uh, just looking at what Carroll Shelby's original, you know, one of his originally registered to him, Cobra's brought at Meekum and Kissimmee. I think it'd probably bring more than that. But you know what? A Hyundai is still going to be a tough sell at an auction, even <laughs> if it was Tiger Woods. But uh, I, I think it would bring, I think it would uh, still bring pretty good money. It Wait. would definitely be a six-figure car. If six-figure car. Yeah. So, so you're saying more than the price of the vehicle. The fact that it already has a, a piece of history for lack of a better word it has some significance that it's going to bring more than the price of the car let's say if it was 70 grand and new and then now it's wrecked and balled up and it's tiger woods is is was you know was driving it now it's 100 grand i would say so yeah, yeah. i would say because of exactly what you said right it has provence Right. So it's not just rare, but it's actually a one of one car right in, in the original condition. And then that that accident got so much news play. It was crazy. Uh, and social media went nuts on it. So I, I do think it would bring it in. A lot of car collectors are also golfers. So mm. uh, yeah, that's another tie in that you have to always look at when you look at valuing vehicles. That's a good point. That's the good fan point. base is there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the auction is at Pebble Beach. <laughs> you get some of those duffers to have a few beers and walk right off the course right up to RM. Right? Yeah, right? They're going to do Gooding. that anyway. I think Gooding's at the golf course. Gooding's and, at the golf course. Yeah, yeah Gooding's at the golf course. So what are, uh, we're looking at some of the cars that you've uh, reviewed, and uh, I love the Ferrari uh, 275 GTS, and I love the uh, Goldwing. The Issa Griffo the, by Bizzarini is the one I, I like. Do we say Bizzarini or we say Bizzarini? I'll let you guys decide. I say Bizzarini. <laughs> you say Bizzarini. Okay. I'm trying to think. Can we see that car? I love the 5300. Um, but this wasn't. Was this the 5300 Bizzarini or uh, the, uh, the Issa Griffo, which was yes. different, I guess? Yes, that's correct. There's a, there's a lot of really cool italian cars with the oh it is the 5300 yeah. all right is that the 5300 i'm not an expert at uh the uh the one Bizzarini. you reviewed this yeah one. yeah that's a 5300 yeah, right it is. yeah that's correct but yeah beautiful cars um yeah. they've gone up in value a lot um they're probably a million bucks now right that's correct and i don't see them trading that much i know they didn't make a ton of them but i don't I don't see him, but I I did buy a Mura at an auction once, and I was kind of looking at the Mura, and I was looking at that Bizzarini, and I was saying, and these are both good, I think at the time, sort of undervalued cars, you yeah. know, for 375000 bucks. They both seemed like they had a lot of upside. Mm -hmm. That car's cool because it's got, I think, the Chrysler power plant in it, and 
which you really want, and I don't know if it works for shit, but you want that cross Ram Weber setup <laughs> yeah. on there that just looks so exotic and so Italian. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's tunable at all if anybody gets those things to run, but uh, it does look cool. Yeah, you lose a lot of bottom and torque because that runner's so long, but man, it's a cool look to yeah. it. It really gave it a cool Italian flair. Yeah. Uh, Meekum had one when. Oh, Meekum has one coming up. Yeah, no, they just they just had it. Oh, Kissimmee. No, it was. I think it was at uh, Kissimmee. Oh, it was. It, it's the estimate was one to one three. What it what did yeah. hammer for? Do we know or what? I do not remember what it hammered for. Uh, well, we'll check it. We'll yeah. we'll figure it out with one of our apps. So, what are your, what are some what's in your collection, Wade? Well, yeah, you know, the latest edition of my collection, I was very privileged to be able to own a new Ford GT. So mm. that 2024 GT, uh, I, I took delivery of. It's a phenomenal car. I really, really enjoy driving it. And I'm going to drive it. I, I didn't buy it to leave it in the garage. I bought it to do track days with and uh, to drive. So it's been fun. And how did you spec yours? You know what? I did a full spec uh, Stripe Delete. I think like a Pista or any other rarer car, you get a Pista with a stripe on it because the normal 48s or whatever Pista version you got didn't have a stripe. Well, almost every Ford GT has a stripe on it. So I, I decided to do the stripe delete and I got it in liquid red. Liquid with, red. Uh, yeah, liquid red, gloss carbon fiber, carbon fiber wheels, the titanium lug nuts and the Alcatara interior. Such nice. a wonderful car, and if you were able to get on that list, you know we we just saw them at another auction for a million bucks, going for more than a million bucks. That is a Griffo, by the way, all in one point one eight two five, one million one hundred eighty two thousand five hundred. Yeah. So that's right there, and it's probably uh, Mira S is maybe a, a tick or two over that these days, but but they're right about there. You know, that seems right. they whatever I was thinking seven, eight years ago has sort of come to fruition. They both just went past a million bucks. Uh, do you say, what year was your Ford GT? 2020. Yeah, so now I'm curious, because I see a lot of 2000, seems like everything's a 2018 every time I see one of those, but what is their production plans? Do you know? Well, yeah, so they're 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 building the last, I think they're going to get done, you know, COVID really upset those production plans. But I think they're going to be all in, all done in 22. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, something like 250 a year for a certain amount right. of years, maybe 2,000 units total. Um, and then because of that agreement of when you'd have to, how long you'd have to hold the car before you can sell it is why you're seeing the 18s right. or something or the or 17 or 18 uh, pop up at auction now because now people are being able to to see them. Um I think I just saw it just posted today that uh, Graham Ray Hall, who was on the list, I think, for an 18, uh, he special ordered his in a a one-off purple color that had some family history in racing. Right. Uh, so he's got the only purple one, um, but now he's selling it. But the price said inquire. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. Wait a minute. Didn't Jeff Dunham, the ventriloquist, have a purple one? I, I, again, and I think it's a different shade of purple because they're both claiming they have the only purple one. But it was an interesting story because I was I was talking to uh, uh, again our friend Brad Fanshaw. He went down. His friend went to uh, Orange County and purchased a Lamborghini Aventador SV. And it was white, and I think it had the red SV on it. And the dealer was like, you're the only one that's got this configuration. As soon as he got the car, that immediately that weekend, they went to a Cars and Coffee at that dealer, and a white SV pulled up with the SV on the side. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what the hell, man? And he said, your SV is the $30,000 sticker option. His SV is the $80,000 painted on option. And mm-hmm. that, and they're both were there at the <laughs> same time. And I feel like maybe there's a little bit of that. Maybe they got a similar purple, but uh, Graham's got purple with the silver stripes. Mm-hmm. And and maybe Jeff Dunham's got something something else, right? Yeah, Jeff's is a little bit of a darker. Yeah, his purple. seems yeah. darker. To now me. I'm sure they're both paint to sample, right? So Jeff right. said, "I want this color," and and Graham said he wanted this, you know, off of some legacy car or something that from you know. So Wade, when, when you're ordering a car like that, 
do you do your research? Do you go, how many units were in this liquid red? I right. like. I want to. I don't want to. I, I will not squeeze the trigger if there's a slew of them in this color. <laughs> right. I went about it a different way. Uh, you, you can go about it that way. And it's interesting. You talk about the only purple one. What you do in, in those cars, you can order them painted sample. You send them in a paint swatch, and they'll do it. And it's. I forget how much an option is. Isn't that expensive? Because their standard paint is expensive. But then if you pay, I think it was ten thousand dollars extra then they'd lock that color in and nobody else can get that color. Wow. So you can literally say, I have the only purple one in that shade because you have paid that extra money to get that. So that's kind of an interesting thing. You work with your concierge at Ford to get done. I did it a much different way because I wasn't looking at resale value and making sure I got them. I wanted to enjoy the car. And so uh, I just picked the color I loved. And really, I went through the paint to sample stuff. I looked at all these different colors, and I couldn't find a color I like better than that liquid red. It's a really gorgeous mm-hmm. car. Uh, in the sunlight, it, it changes colors. It's a really beautiful uh, job and a really beautiful paint job. And so I just specced it out the way that uh, I wanted it. And uh, as that ended up, it's uh, not a rare, but a fairly rare color combination where guys went with liquid red and went striped elite. So there's not that many of them out there. Yeah. Man, what a little racket to go, oh, a 10000 for exclusivity for a car that's super exclusive. So the chances of, of yeah. somebody picking that, that color already? Well, you know, <laughs> I remember talking to Perez Hilton, the gossip columnist, <laughs> yeah. and he was explaining that he has a couple of kids through a egg donation, you know, yeah. center facility yeah, yeah. or whatever. And... I hope I get the story right, but he basically said, if you want to pay a premium, they won't let any more of those eggs out into the wild. So you don't have a half version of your kid floating around somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So this this business, this practice has been around for a while. It's basically, I want exclusivity with my kid. Yeah. And yeah. you pay them, you know, 500 grand and they go, all right, well... We'll throw Do you it think away. it's that much? I was going to ask, what's more, the the four GT or the kid? I, the, I think the kid's more. The I don't think I don't more. want to live in that world, <laughs> but I guess we're living in it. Sounds crazy. Yeah, it was. It's ten grand for the four GT. What was it over five hundred, Chris? I don't I don't remember the price. I'll, I'll look it up. But I, I'm just saying, I was confirming that Perez did tell you that. Yeah, yeah. it ain't yeah. it ain't free, <laughs> huh? <laughs> Well, we want exclusivity. Well, for when you take that kid to auction. Yeah, I'll leave him in the car when that thing goes across at Meekum. Like Sammy Hagar with throwing a guitar. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. you get the kid. So, Wade, what do you what do you like? What are you looking forward to? Um, well, you're well. Where are you out of right now? What city? Well, so I'm, I'm at my home in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Where uh, our corporate office is here for Legendary Companies is based out of Chattanooga. But then we have operations in Pennsylvania, Alabama, California, and in Munich, Germany. So travel between those locations. I'm leaving is it right when we're done with this uh, podcast to Houston, to the Mucum Auctions in Houston, and then to our Los Angeles facility. What uh, What's your early read on the Rolex Historics, Monterey, Car Week, Pebble Beach? You know, I obviously circled on our calendar every year. Yeah. Devastated not to go to the Quail and uh, – yeah. Uh, the jet party and uh, yeah. the hangar and they you know, obviously do the vintage racing. I mean, it just blew it up last last year. There's nothing nothing to do. We got kind of a makeup track day with some vintage racers uh, around the same time period. But uh, you're you're well connected. Uh, we're we're on the wane here with COVID in California. I think yeah. Los Angeles County had one death the day before yesterday so things are opening yeah uh, but what's any inside info you have on that yeah so we meet with those guys regularly uh, because we obviously do a lot of planning around monterey week uh also since mecham auctions and as you know we're a major sponsor mecham has an auction there we're connected in with there was chatting with gordon mccall they're 100 a go so uh, Quail, 100 a go jet center 100 a go everything we get out of uh, uh monterey uh, for the Concourse d'Elegance is 100% ago. So unless something changes between now and then, I think we're we're good to go. It seems like something like 
the concourse at Pebble would be your greatest car show, right? As far as the the tires in the cars that your clientele, like that's the greatest showing of your product of all time, right? Now so it would be important. And yeah, the auctions. Why, yeah. yeah. That's why we go there. We go there to shake hands and to thank people uh, for being really those image leaders out there that are running our tires. If you look at the top two classes, the A and B class, at Pebble Beach there, I think we, we can, I actually counted one year. We had 80% of the tires on, on the, both those classes in the entire field. Mm-hmm. So well, it's, we, a, it's a really great thing for us. We go there to eat and get drunk. So we have a slightly different <laughs> yeah, agenda. We shake hands. We say thanks we'll for the drink. We'll shake the guy food. gives us the free booze and the free cheese. <laughs> yeah. you know. And, of course, do some uh, racing as well. Will you make it out to the track this year? Yeah, I do. I, I go off to the track one day every year uh, and make sure I, I go there. But Adam, I really want to get into vintage racing. I do I do track days with my modern cars, race cars, but I really want to start vintage racing. So I'll have to call upon you and get some advice from you on where I start in vintage racing. Well, you know, I'll 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 give you a couple of cliff notes on it. Um, it's it's I always recommend a Datsun five ten. It's just such a great car to go out and vintage race. It's pretty inexpensive and you know and all that but you also kind of want to figure out like where the run groups are and who's in the run groups and you know for us in monterey it's like what days does the run groups go off you know for us because i have a a choice of different cars to go run in but we also do not want to miss the quail and right. so if you're going to be on the track while the quail's going off, then you're missing the quail, you know, right. so you need to bring a car that doesn't run in that run group. So, you know, it's not solely about the equipment of like, you know, here's what I want. If you're thinking about uh, Monterey and you're thinking about the Rolex historics and stuff like that, look at the schedule. Oh, because okay. because yeah. you, you're going to go, well, I need to be down at Pebble on Sunday. Right. And you might find a car you like, like you want to race, you know, I want to buy a Trans Am, you know, Mustang 66 and race in that division. But that may be going off at one o'clock on Sunday when you're supposed to be down at, at Pebble. Yeah. So you know, I, another thing you can do, of course, um, you know, obviously through your, your connections in the space is uh, just rent a seat or buy a seat or borrow a seat in a car and get out there and do some laps before committing to a whole setup and a crew and a team. Like, you know, uh, obviously guys that are in, in, and go out there all the time, like a Bruce Kenepa, uh, has a crew and working on cars and a lot of other people do. So maybe go to some of your friends in the space and go, I, I, I do want to get a few laps in this, but before I commit to, uh, you know, something, you know, purchasing a car and getting it ready, uh, you'll be able to focus more on just being on the track and the driving experience and a little less on the car and everything it takes to get that car ready. I agree. Just tell Bruce you want to hop in that 917 and <laughs> yeah, yeah, that shake yeah. it out. You yeah. know what I mean? He will say yes if you have a big enough check. He'll say yes <laughs> to anything for a big enough check. It's a good car to start your vintage <laughs> racing career with. Yeah. Wade, uh, thanks for joining us. Always a pleasure. Um, make sure and come find us when we're out at pebble this year we'll We'll make sure we do that (laughs) and we'll see you well we'll see at the quail we'll probably see at the jet hanger we'll see on see on pebble and then you come find us i don't know friday saturday or whatever out at the track at some point and and uh enjoy what we brought oh that'll be great looking forward to it Wade Kawasaki, I tell you, the website legendarycompanies.com is where you go for all the info. And uh, you can follow him on uh, Facebook at Car Guy Adventures. Thanks, Wade. All righty. Take care, guys. Appreciate it. All righty. All right. Let me hit uh, Geico. Do you own, do you rent your home? Well, you do one or the other, right? And you want to save some money and you want to get your bundle going. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around the home. So go to Geico.com, get a quote, see just how much you could save when you go with Geico.com. Visit Geico.com today and get your bundle going at Geico.com. I like that, Wade. 
Yeah, Wade's a good guy. He's been in this space for a long time. I remember we we spoke many times to Corky Coker, who mm-hmm. started that company, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I believe Wade was there working with him at the time and and sort of taking the reins over and acquiring the companies. But he also has like wheel vintiques and uh, you know so vintage wheel companies and tire companies and uh, a number of things. But um, uh, yeah, he's good. He's uh, he's fantastic to talk to, and he's super into the the collectible cars. I think the stuff he's doing with Meekum is probably more of a hobby than anything else because he he loved doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, let me tell you guys about Dodge. You know, Dodge has officially opened orders on their new 2021 Durango SRT Hellcats, the most powerful SUV ever. It's uh, it's pretty crazy. It's exclusive for 2021. It's got 2,000 horsepower. I'm sorry, 2,000 units will be made, 710 horsepower. It's got this new aggressive exterior styling and a new interior styling with a driver-centric cockpit. And if uh, if you can't find the Hellcat, you can definitely get the RT, which is also the big V8 version. And uh, But every uh, buyer of the Hellcat version gets a full day of pro instruction at the Rad field Rad, radford mm-hmm. high performance driving school formerly bondurant uh you know when dodge was ranked number one in initial quality and best driver appeal by mass market brands uh in mass market brands by jd power it's number one in quality and appeal in the same year so see your local dodge dealer or visit dodge.com today to schedule a test drive all right uh, appleton wisconsin skyline comedy club coming up may 7th and 8th we'll do stand up there and we'll do live podcast golden colorado coming mm-hmm. up june 18th 19th royal oak michigan that'll be a theater over there september 10th kansas city missouri be a theater over there september 11th so uh just go down crawl.com for all the live stuff you can check out our uh channel and uh, 585 at Pluto TV as well. We got a lot of car stuff there. What do you got, Matt? Uh, just got some uh, new stuff posted up on social media. I think you guys will like. We did some video reviews of uh, of the stuff in my in my warehouse. So check it out at uh, at Motorator. So until next time, Adam Kroll for Wade Kawasaki and Matt the Motorator DeAndrea saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. Hey, Geico, do you own? Do you rent? Well, you do one or the other, right? You know, it's hard work out there. Owning, renting, you want to save some money? How about your bundle? Bundle your policies at Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle the homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you got so much to do already. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, see just how much you could save at Geico. That is geico.com today. That's geico.com.